Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. How many of y'all made it through Thanksgiving? Come on, that sounded pretty bad. How many made it through Thanksgiving? How many ate too much? How many didn't strangle a family member while you were having dinner with them? Hey, how many want never mind? Y'all probably wanted to strangle Uncle, Uncle Charlie, didn't you? He gets on my nerves too. But Hopefully we came through this Thanksgiving holiday as we've talked over the last few weeks about thankfulness and, and gratitude and, and hopefully that we've embraced what it means to be thankful to God and what it means to be thankful for the benefits, not just everything that he gives us, but all the things that you don't see that he gave to you, right? As Pastor Johnny said, we talk, We need to get an attitude of gratitude. We need to be, be thankful and grateful for everything that God has done in our lives so many times, not just during the holidays, not just during Thanksgiving, not just during Christmas, but every day. We need also, as we journey into this Christmas season, we also need to be expecting and live in expectation. This whole theme, this whole month, we're gonna be talking about what it means to be expecting and what it means to live in, a, uh, live in a state of expectation. The title of my message is Expecting Great Things. The word expecting itself says this, it means something likely to happen. Come on, like when you find out you're pregnant, not when after you found out you've ate too much. I felt pregnant a couple of times over the last few weeks or something, but no, some of you ladies are like, you don't even know what you're talking about, Pastor Rich. But uh, it's like when you find out you're pregnant, you start expecting something to happen, right? You have a gender reveal. What happened to the time when you didn't know what it was gonna be? That was some of the best presents you would get, right? You didn't know whether you were having a boy or a girl. And I talked to someone a few weeks ago that they're doing it the old-fashioned way. They don't wanna know what it is. And I think, that's the best part about it right there is getting surprised, right? No, y'all are like, no, we want to know. But we live in a, in a very expected world where we don't want those things. We want to be able to know what's, what's expected. But, but what you do when you're expecting a pregnancy, you start making preparations because you're going to give birth. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? You're making preparation because you know something is about to happen in your life. We have to live in expectations. But how much do we expect? Listen, one year in Texas, they had a hard time finding any Santa Clauses for the department store. They said the kids were very disruptive and uh, they were unbehaved. Anybody got any unbehaved kids in here? Come on. No, y'all got great, great. Y'all got church kids in here, right? We're, oh, Lord, I won't even go there. But just giving Santa a hard way to go. Why? Because they expected Santa to live up to his billing. Come on, they expected him to deliver on the goods. And because he didn't deliver all the time, they didn't, and he didn't come through, they, their expectations were lowered. Listen, in the book Letters to Santa Claus, it reveals the hostility children develop because of excessive expectations. A little, a little boy wrote, Dear Santa, last year, you didn't leave me anything good. Year before, the same. You didn't leave me anything good. This is your last chance, Santa. Well, come on. This year, this is your last. Excessive expectations 
is, are the quickest way to end up in the land of doubt, in despair, discouragement, and even drop out. We even drop out of life sometimes because of excessive expectations. But listen, if you put your expectations in your spouse, oh, you might get, you're nudging him right now, aren't you? Yeah. But if you put all your expectations in your spouse and in your children and in your family and in your friends, you could be setting yourself up for a fall. Why? Because they're all human. How many live with humans right now in your house? How many of y'all want to strangle that human every once in a while? Come on, not every day, but every once in a while. And if you expect Christmas or this season to meet your needs, you still may be disappointed. This month, we're going to talk about expecting. And we're going to bring to life some of the people who played a key role in the Christmas season. But as we talk about expecting, I remember a time when Christmas was unexpected. Y'all remember that? Come on, all three of you remember that time, right? <laughs> Christmas used to be unexpected. You really kind of didn't know what you were getting for Christmas. Socks, I knew. Underwear, I knew. There was some other form of clothing that you knew you were getting, but there was always in my household, there was always that one gift that you did not have any clue what it was. And I, come on, y'all, I used to tear it, go over and try to rip the paper back. Y'all done that too. Oh, y'all are saved, right? And you try to rip the paper back and you'd find out they wrapped it in brown paper so you couldn't rip the paper off to see what it was. But you had that gift that you didn't know what it was. Some of the best of those gifts were unexpected. I remember one year I got a moon racer. Y'all may be old enough to remember a moon racer. It was a saucer this big around. You could sit in it. It had wheels where you could go back and do wheelies. I love doing wheelies in it. And you know, it was so fun to be able to do it was so fun to be able to play in that thing. But you know, the, as, great as, that, that, as great as it was, the box was awesome. Come on, y'all got any people play with cardboard boxes out there? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You cut holes in that thing. You put windows in it. You dress it up. You put flowers outside. And you made a Ford out of it too. I remember one year I got light brights. There were pegs everywhere. And I remember my mom saying, if you expect, she didn't say that, I'm adding that in there. If you expect to have that light bright one more year, you better be picking up those pegs. I remember her going through the house one day and it sounded like a gun was going off because as that vacuum was going across that carpet, I ended up with like seven pegs after that was over with. But it was still great. Anybody remember Hot Wheels? Oh, man, had tracks going all over the place. It was one of the greatest gifts you could ever get. I got it. I remember I wasn't expecting to get a Hot Wheels. I also was not expecting to get a whipping from a Hot Wheel track. Come on, anybody ever got a whipping from a Hot Wheel track? My mama would whip you with whatever was around. It didn't matter. Oh, Lord Jesus, come on. Oh, girl. You better get a good switch when you get one. But now we live in such a world that we know what's coming our way. And what's up with that? What's up with lists of what you want? You start giving hints in September of what you want in December. You start wrapping things that you know what it is. And listen, wrapping paper is the most overrated thing. It's overrated. And if any of you all save wrapping paper for the next, I'm praying for you now. <sighs> 
Y'all need deliverance. Listen, I don't really buy Pastor Mindy clothes or a lot of things. I like to give her gift cards because her style is so great. Look how beautiful she is today in her green. Ooh, child. But I mean, I can't buy her something because I can't never pick out what she'd like because my taste and her taste are two different colors. Uh, if you know what cabinet's color we picked out, but we didn't pick that one out. That was an inside joke. Uh, but we're not always happy with the unexpected surprises. In reality, we don't like challenges of unexpected things. And listen, this, this can affect our relationship with God because we want and we expect it our way. And sometimes God does things completely different. Look what he said in Isaiah here. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. But God, I wanted to do it that way. But God says, no, that's not the plans that I have for your life. God, I, want, I, I think that we should go in this direction. That You've heard the old saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Sometimes we don't like the unexpected. And God had been telling the world for years to be expecting a savior. He says, thousands of years, I'm sending someone just be expected. From Genesis, the first book of the Bible, to Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, there have been over 50 prophecies in the Old Testament. And Isaiah told us 100 years before us to be expected, a Savior was coming. But from Malachi to the first book of the New Testament to Matthew, there was nothing. 400 years of silence. Can you imagine when your wife doesn't, when your husband doesn't talk to you for a week, you might be happy about that. But 400 years of silence, the prophets didn't get anything. God wasn't speaking anything new to them. And, and before too long, they started to get discouraged and say, okay, God, where are you? Have you ever felt that way in your life? When you felt like God was a million miles away and, and heaven had been silenced and, and then you start thinking, God, you don't care about me anymore. Come on, I got some people in here who feel that way sometimes. God, you start to doubt and you start to fear and you start to say, God, I'm here. Where are you? That's what happened when nothing happened. But what they did, God showed up in a very unexpected way. And many missed the opportunity because they were looking for something else. They missed the opportunity to witness what God was doing because why? That was not what they were expecting. They were expecting this. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Listen, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon his throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with justice and judgment, from that time forward then forever. The zeal of the Lord of the host will perform this. Something big was about to happen. When we read over this, the first thing they thought was, it's going to look this way. It's going to look royalty. It's going to look pomp and circumstance. It's going to look like the government takeover. It's going to look like something so big. But in reality, this is what happened. And when we get disappointed, when we don't see our plans or the plan unfold. But listen to what Isaiah 53, this is how it happened. For he shall grow up before him as a tender root, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or color. That means you ain't going to think he's a rock star when he comes in, when he does what he's doing. 
You're not, there will be no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. We get disappointed when we don't see the plan unfold the way we want it to unfold. Or we don't get the gift that we were expecting. Come on, you ever got that unexpected gift when you opened it up and, oh, thank you, I appreciate this checkered shirt. Probably never gonna wear these size 32 jeans, but who told you I wore those anyway? But those unexpected gifts, but here's what happened. This gift came wrapped in humanity. It wasn't beautiful, it wasn't shiny, it wasn't fast, it wasn't the next best thing. It was a carpenter's son born in a barn. Come on, that's why they missed it, because they were expecting something big to happen. And listen, can I tell y'all who watched Hulu and Netflix, they had some high drama going on in this story, as you're gonna find out in the weeks to come. There was scandal around this thing too. You know, there were some tense and painful moments. A couple who lost trust in each other. Parents who almost got a divorce because things didn't come quite as expected as they thought it would. There was political deception. Come on, this is, the, this is better than Netflix. Y'all need to open up your Bibles. There was an escape from danger. It just didn't look the way they expected it to look. We often miss God because we're looking for the next best thing. We're always looking for, we're always looking for the next version of the next part of our lives. Come on. God says, I got you in a place where I want you to be right here, but we're always trying to figure out the plan down the line. And he says, I can't get you from there to here until you learn how to be happy there. We always want the best version and the best next best thing, but God says, I've got some, something right here, right now, if you will stay in that position. Quit worrying about what others think about. Oh, Jesus, quit worrying. Jesus wasn't everything that everybody thought he was gonna be. And sometimes you've got to quit worrying about what people think about you, what people say about you, what people expect out of you, and also what your past said you were going to be. So many of us live in a place in the past. We live in what people have told us. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. Come on. You ain't never going nowhere. You don't have enough education. You got to quit listening to those things in the past that's keeping you in the past. You got to start listening to what God thinks about you. And listen, all that matters is what God says and he thinks. Everything in your life could have gone wrong, but God didn't stop writing your story and he's not stopped writing your story today. Listen, you're a work in progress. We're all a work in progress, aren't we? Come on. Oh, y'all got y'all perfect in here, aren't you? Come on. You're a work in progress. You, there's an unbelievable, and it's crazy the way your life goes sometimes. Think about it. Think about this story. The angel told a virgin to be expecting a baby. Then he told the man, you better go marry this girl. And the man married her. There was a lot of things that happened in this thing right here that didn't make any sense. And the word told the world to be expecting something. And what this does, this story teaches us how to expect God's best when the unexpected happens. Because listen, we got an unexpected gift. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Come on. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We got a gift, even though it was wrapped in humanity, it was the greatest gift we could ever receive. God so loved the world, 
He so loved us that he gave us an unexpected gift, one that no one else would give. Think about that gift. You think about what, you're pay, what you pay for the price for someone, and you put dollar limits on the gifts that you get people, but I'm telling you something. This gift was so expensive to God, and he gave it so freely to you. And listen, he want, all he wants you to do is accept this gift. He gave his only son. He gave his best gift. Jesus accepted the mission to come and die for the whosoevers that would believe. And I'm looking out at a crowd of whosoevers. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your social status. It doesn't matter anything. You are a whosoever in his life. And he looks at you no differently. Oh, Jesus. God intervened to bring us the unexpected gift of salvation through Jesus. He intervened then, and he's still doing it. People say God did that back then. But let me tell you something. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. So if he did it back then, he's going to do it again. Some of y'all have been waiting on God to do something, and I'm telling you what, you say, God, I know you used to heal people. Come on, somebody with really got a new heart this week. I know you used to do all of those things, but I just don't know about it anymore. I'm telling you, he's the same. And he's still doing it today. Good tidings of great joy was and is the same today. Were it not for an unexpected gift, were it not for an unexpected time or, or place or people, listen, we would have no hope. We would have no joy. We would have no peace. And we would be lost. He saves us. Look what Matthew 121 said, as his name promised. And he shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Let me ask you a question. What are you expecting during this holiday season? Listen to me really closely. Sometimes when you've had a series of disappointing things happen, you might get in a habit of expecting more of what you already have. Come on, so many of us lived in that. We expect if it's bad, it's going to get worse, right? Maybe your motto is if you don't expect anything good to happen, then you won't be disappointed, come on, when it doesn't. That's exactly the way the devil wants you to think. He wants you to expect bad things. He wants you to live in disappointment. He wants you to become fearful and live in the what ifs. I remember about 15 years ago, I pulled down the driveway of my house, walked up the stairs, and was told I want a divorce. Listen, I'm not saying I was a perfect husband either. So I want a divorce. About 20 minutes later, Somebody pulled in the driveway and took the keys to my job, and I lost a 20-year, I got fired from a 20-year job. All within 30 minutes. I remember feeling like, what in the world is going to happen? Where, what am I going to do? I remember calling my brother and saying, hey, bro, I had a company truck. They took that. And I said, you got to come pick me up because I ain't even got a car. I remember backing out of that driveway with only the clothes that I had in the car. And I remember driving to Lexington to live with them. And it didn't hit me till that night. And I thought, what am I going to do now? I didn't have any money. I literally didn't have any money. 
I took nothing out of that house. And I started, it hit me all at once saying, what am I going to do now? You know what? I let fear come into my, uh, rule me. I started thinking of all the negative things that could happen. Oh my gosh. But let me tell you what, when you start thinking those things, it went on for a week. I think I was depressed for about a week until I could try to figure out what was going on in my life. And then I remember my mom, I remember my mom called me and I'll just tell you, I never took a dime from my mom and dad my whole life. I'm not saying they didn't help other family members. I never did. And my mom called me and she said, what do you need? I said, everything. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a place to stay. I had nothing. I know it sounds bad, but I didn't have anything. When I left, I left with with nothing. And she said, well, I'm going to help you. Me and your dad's going to help you. And I just want you to come and see me. At that time, I'm just telling you how God works. At that time, my mom was caring for a woman who was very affluent. She had some money. She paid my mom in $100 bills. My mom handed me, when I went in that door, she handed me $5,000. I mean, I was like, I don't really want that, mom, but I need it. Yeah, thank you. No. But God placed a job right when I needed it. But I, you know what? I kind of thought, I was thinking all the bad things, but he placed that job right for her for that time. I was able to get on my feet. I was able to get an apartment. I was able to buy a truck. I was able to get the things I needed to do and go on with my life. Because sometimes you can't look at what's, what's going on in your life at the time. But now that I see what God had planned for big church, I now see what he had planned for 15 years later. I now what he see planned for a year later when I said, I'm never getting married again. And then he put her in my life. She might not, she might be saying that. I don't know how much of a blessing that was. But God has a way of working it out for your good. So many times we look at the negative, we look at the bad, we, we dwell on everything around us as being bad. If I, I could have quit when then and said, okay, I'm done. But God had to get me to a place where I was done. I was done to look at his plans. Fear is the opposite of faith. And it takes faith to accept anything good in our lives. This, can I tell you, God wants to be good to us. He can't wait to be good to us. And when we expect good things, we open the door for his goodness. We open the door for his faithfulness. He will open the door for everything he has for our life. And you might say, Pastor, I don't really feel like God's being good to us. You know, sometimes we go through the valley of the shadow of death, and we have to still fear no evil, right? But look what Lamentation says this in 325. The Lord is good to those who depend on him. I'm going to stop right there. The Lord is good to those who depend on him. If you're depending on your job, if you're depending on someone, if you're depending on the things around you to make you happy and to keep you in that place, you, those are the times. Let me tell you what, God just wants you to be good. God can't wait to be good to you. That's your all's cue. God can't wait to be good to you. Sorry, I think I said it three times, but I don't know. He can't wait to be good to you. Listen to what Isaiah, you, y'all, you don't have this one up here, but it's in the Amplified Bible. Listen to this, Isaiah 30, 18. 
Therefore, the Lord waits expectantly. He's sitting on his throne waiting and longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion for you. For the Lord is good. Blessed, happy, and fortunate are those who long for him since he will never fail them. Listen, again, you have to start depending on God. God is sitting up there right now. That verse says he's sitting up there waiting to bless you. He's waiting. Come on, you said, I don't feel blessed. I don't know. Sometimes you've got to work through, I don't feel blessed. God is looking and longing and waiting. He wants to be good with you, but you have to be expecting him to move in your life. I don't feel it, Pastor. That's okay. Keep expecting. I don't see it, Pastor. That's okay. Keep expecting. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. You just got to keep on hoping in the Lord. Today is your day. This Christmas season is a season to start believing and expecting that something good is about to happen to you. God is working in your life, whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether you know, I mean, Sometimes we just have to have faith to say, God, I know I don't see the end of it yet, but I know there's an end to it. I remember when I was sitting in that apartment when I first moved to Louisville, and I wrote, I think, I hope to God I still have it out there in that, and all that pile of stuff we have in the back. But I started writing down what God is gonna do in my life. I said, one day, I'm gonna preach again. One day I'm going to sing again. One day, God, you're going to have some kind of ministry for me again. Even though I don't see it, I don't care whether it's small or large. I don't care what it is, but it's going to happen again. Oh, I hope I can find that. But for a year, I prayed over that piece of paper. And there were days I didn't, I couldn't see it. There were days and I said, God, you've... I never blame God for anything because I've made my own mistakes. I never have blamed God for nothing in my life because I've normally have brought most of the things on myself. But I said, God, have you forgot about me? I'm here. I have messed up and I have asked you to forgive me, but don't forsake me. Don't leave me. I'm not asking for much, God. I just want you to be with me again. I'm going to tell you something. There were times during that year that God met me right where I needed to be. There wasn't nobody else around. There wasn't a song sung. There wasn't anything elaborate. It was just me and God. And God had to get me in that place so that I had to start expecting him to move in my life. Not trying to make my own moves. Yeah, I needed to get a job. I needed to do. God said, no, you just lay back here. I want you to, to rest in me, and I got this. And I'm telling you, there's four or five things on that piece of paper that have come to fruition 15 years later. Don't give up. Don't give up. God still got you. You may not feel God, but God still got you. Sometimes you just gotta, I got this from Joyce Meyer. She, sometimes you have to get up every day and say, God is good. And something good is going to happen to me today. God is good. And something good is going to happen to me today. God is good. 
Come on. God is good. And something good is going to happen to me today. You got to say it in the mirror. You got to believe it. You have to grab hold of it. And when you're on the Gene Snyder and you don't feel it, you they say, God is good. Oh, I was on the Gene Snyder the other day and I called her. I said, I almost called you and told you I hate the Gene Snyder. But God is good. And something is going to break in the traffic for me today. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you got to remind yourself out loud that Jeremiah 29, 11 says he has a good plan. He has a good purpose. He's a plan to prosper you. God, I don't feel it, but yeah, he's got a plan to prosper you. He is the hope for our future. Can I just tell you this? I'm going to let somebody off the hook. God ain't looking for perfection. Because guess what? If he was, Dylan, he'd have given up on us a long time ago, right? He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for your best. You got to quit beating yourself up over your past failures. You got to stop beating yourself up of, of the woulda, coulda, shoulda, if I had a. Because sometimes I've done that. If I'd have done this and done that. When, no, God said, it happened the way that I wanted it to happen. I would ask you right now, as we get ready to stand, please. I would ask you right now to allow the Holy Spirit and expect Him to move. Can I just tell you all something? The Holy Spirit's a who, not a what. He is that person that goes with you when you need comforting when that baby's in the hospital. He's in there when you've lost someone and you don't know what's gonna happen. He's that comforter that comes in and he says, I got your back, I got you. He's that one when you've lost your job and said, no, no, I'm God, Jehovah Jireh. I'm gonna be your provider. Come on, somebody's gotta grab hold of the names of God. One day we need to do that song and we need to explain what those names mean because he is your provider. He is your, he is everything to you if you make him that. Start expecting things to change. We've lived our whole life thinking, man, it can never get better. Well, this is a new day. It can get better. Going forward, you don't have to feel the way that you feel. You don't have to deal the way that you've been dealing. You don't have to be the person that they told you you would be because today can be a new day in your life. And what better gift can we give Jesus than that gift of salvation that he came and he died for. He bled for that. He was beaten for that. What better gift could you give him? I'm gonna ask y'all what if you would, just, just close your eyes and bow your heads, not look around. If you've never given Jesus that gift of your heart and said, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my mind and be my savior, forgive me. Would you lift up your hands? I'd like to see. I do see a couple hands. I see three or four hands, yes. That gift is free for you today. All you have to do is say, God, I accept your gift of salvation. I know I've not been perfect. I know that I've done wrong. I need forgiveness. Would you come into my life? And you can say this in your own words. Would you come into my life and making me new. I might not mean new overnight, but I need you to come into my mind and make it new. 
You might pray this prayer and say, God, I thank you for sending the gift of Jesus. And I choose today to accept that gift so freely given. I ask you to forgive me. Oh God, I ask you to heal me. I ask you to strip away anything, anything that's keeping me from you. I believe you are the answer to everything that I've been searching for. And today, I give my life to you. Listen, if you prayed that prayer in your own ways, we wanna, these altars are gonna be open. There's gonna be someone on the left and the right to pray with you, to agree with you. If you've made that connection with God, if you would fill out the, the welcome home thing and take it to the, we would love to help you with your next steps. But this morning, maybe you've known Jesus and you're just kind of gotten in an unexpected place. Come on, we've all been there. God wants to release his expectations on you today and say, hey, listen, I've not left you. I'm not forsaken you. I'm still with you. Come on, as they get ready to sing this song and you feel like you wanna come up here and worship him and, and let him just put his hand of blessing on top of you, let's do that in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.